And welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast. Episode 358. Greetings, everyone. Tom Brussell here. So glad that you join us. We say it every time. If you're a first-time listener, long-time subscriber, or maybe somewhere in the middle, it doesn't matter. We're just glad that you're with us. Our special guest joins us today. She has tons of wins, six of them professional, one of which is the 2017 Women's PGA Championship. She comes to us courtesy of our friends at Adidas Golf, Ms. Danielle Kang. Danielle, thanks so much, man. It's great to have you with us today. Hi, well, thanks for having me on. Danielle, what will our listeners tell us when we get a chance to talk to great players like yourself? They're fascinated in how you got started in the game because we all fell in love with this game somehow. You know, it was a, a dad or a parent or a big brother, big sister. How, how did you look, look back at it? How did you get started in the game of golf? That's actually how I got started. Um, my dad used to take my brother and I to the driving range, and all everyone talked about was how good my brother was. At the time, and I really didn't like golf that much, and um, I just picked up the game with my brother, and I followed him to the range every day. Yeah, was it, and, you, and you started practicing, playing a lot. Was there a time when you got real well, – look back, was there a time when you said, hey, man, this is, this is good. I, I might be able to do this past just as a kid. I might be able to do this full-time in life. Well, my journey kind of doesn't work like that. It actually – what happened was um, – I I was playing and brother signed me up for the U.S. Open and I didn't know what the U.S. Open was at the time and um, next thing you know I qualified I played golf for a year and I never thought that I played golf to become a professional golfer I actually specifically remember telling my parents that I'm not going to do this for a living because. Like, I didn't want to be one of the golfers. Like, I, it wasn't something that I dreamt of. It wasn't something that I grew up as a dream thinking that this is what I wanted to do. So it was just something that I was good at. Um, and I think that's brought me a long way. So he signed you up for the, to qualify for the U.S. Open, and you did. I believe you were 14, right? Yeah, I played golf for about a year and a half at that point. And I, I just... Um, he told me to go play this qualifier. I made it, and we went to sectionals, and sectionals was in San Francisco, and I didn't want to go. So my brother was like, you need, you need to go play. And then I, anyways, long story short, I made it. And I remember having reporters coming up to me and asking, hey, how do you feel about making the U.S. Women's Open? And I said, I don't know what, what this is. I didn't find out. So, like, it was exciting that I played well, but I, I didn't know what I was playing in. I didn't know what tournament I was playing for. And um, I remember being at the Women's Open thinking, oh, cool. But it wasn't, like, I wasn't raised with golf history. So it was a bit different. It was, it's a different journey for me than a lot of other people. Yeah, but it's still so interesting. And, and you qualified, I mean, you win the U.S. Amateur in 2010. Then 2011 comes around. Talk about that year. That was nothing short of incredible. Yeah, so for 2010, I played golf for about four or five years at that point, and four years, yeah, and it was just, I don't think, I there was no expectation, I just played, and I don't think anyone expected me to win, and my dad was on my back, and it was so much fun, I remember 
playing golf like a kid. There was nothing to it. I wasn't trying to be a pro. I wasn't trying to go to college. I wasn't trying to do anything. I just, my brother signed me up for playing that tournament too. He actually, I have to thank him a lot for my career is because I didn't sign up for a single tournament. Um, he's the one that booked everything. He's the one that sent me everywhere. Um, my, my parents didn't do it either. So if I, if he didn't do, if he didn't sign me up for the U S women's open, I don't know where I would be now, you know, and being thinking that kind of confidence, like I made the U S open at 14 years old, I'm sure. And being qualifying for the U S women's amateur and qualifying for the U S women's U S girls, like all of that. It's just, I don't know where I would be if he didn't do that. And sometimes people ask him like, why did you sign her up? And he said, you know, she was, she used to hit it really far when she was a kid. So I thought she had a chance. Well, he said, so I really thank you for that. Eleven, you competed in all four majors as an amateur, LPGA championship, and you were the only non-pro in the field. And you won the U.S. Amateur again that year, back-to-back, right? And then, holy cow, then, then you turned pro in, in September. Is that right? Yeah. And I turned pro right after that because that was kind of the next step. Um. Back in that time, LPGA wasn't doing so great. And when people said that even the tour might, tour might dissolve and they wanted me to, it was at the next level of competition. And so I was just following the steps more so than like it was my dream to turn pro, I guess. Yeah, it's funny because you tell, you said earlier on, I don't want to do this. I want to do it because it's fun. I don't want to turn pro. But you do. And in 17, your first win, and it's a major. It's huge. <laughs> Women's PGA at Olympia Fields. Share with us a little bit about that week. So I actually had a really bad week leading up to it. I um, wasn't hitting the ball that great on Wednesday. And I remember going all back to simple golf and I played really well. I struck the ball well. My putting wasn't so great in the beginning of the final round, and then it turned around because I three-putted from about 15 feet, and I knew why I wasn't making putts at that point. So I, that, that clicked in for me. It was just a big weight off my back. I um, There was a lot of struggles that I went through to get to that point and a lot of disappointments and fears and sadness and happiness, all that, and that was kind of the year that I was about to step away from golf. Um, I talked to my mom briefly about it and off during the off season and she asked me to quit because she didn't think I was happy. And I really thought about it, considered it. And I told her I wanted to keep playing um, because I really loved the competition. So there was a lot riding on that one. Danielle Kang joining us courtesy of our friends and her friends at Adidas Golf. Danielle, women's golf day is coming up. You are such an inspiration to so many women golfers and and, and young girls playing the game. Talk about the importance of this day, not only to the women, but to the game itself. I believe that the game itself has already grown. And sometimes people are so caught up in trying to grow the game that I always say that people love golf. The game has been grown. But Women's golf, I just hope that the stereotypes of women's golf in America kind of dissipate. And I am really proud to be who I am and how I am on a golf course. And I want golf to be something not so molded. Um, I play the way I want to play. I don't play. I'm not a traditional golfer, and I get all that. And some people might frown upon it. Some people might be happy about it. But I want 
women out there to know that you don't have to be a pro. You don't have to play really good, but you can still go out there and have fun and enjoy it with your friends. And I want them to be more comfortable wearing the golf clothes that they want to wear. And I want the clothing to be a bit more modernized um, with the respect for golf. I get that, but there are public golf courses and that you can wear a little bit more casual to. And but I want the game to grow in that sense, not just all girls should play golf. That's not where I'm at. That's a great segue, Danielle. And the next question about you're brought to us by Adidas Golf, and it's a trendy, great company. It's known for its trendy products and also its performance. Talk about your relationship with Adidas. Well, they've been a big partner of mine, one of my main partners since I started on tour. So um, we've gone through a lot of different materials. I've worked with them through a lot of different changes. Um, now they are actually a high-performance recycled material. They are they went from, you know, thicker, different cotton materials to the shoes. We can talk about different types of shoes that I've went through. Um, I think 2022 is the first bike model for 360s in over a decade. I've been waiting for these shoes for the last two years, and I love the shoes they have out now. Um, just that's my relationship with Adidas is that I'm with them for performance and I believe that their clothes help me perform comfortably and they're durable and it gives gives me stability in their own ways where I can swing freely and I'm a lot about performance at the end of the day I am an athlete I know that people want to look good and look pretty and cute but what the way I dress is the I dress because that's the best way I'm going to perform I don't like I like baggy hoodies, but I can't wear baggy in the stomach because it gets caught on my grip. Like, but Adidas has been very tailored with me with that, and they have been very generous in designing the way we want things to be designed, and they've been very open-minded to having listening to our um, input. So. Well, it's great stuff. And one more question about the Tour 360 22. You mentioned it's the first spike model, and it's injected in the shoes, so you get that great performance, but you don't feel like you're wearing spikes aren't digging in, in the, the, the bottom of your feet, aren't right? Yeah, the spikes are a bit different. Um, it's like a, it's like more of like a round. It's, I think they inject it into the shoes, but it's supposed to create the same traction without the spike pressure, I believe. So, and it's made with recycled materials. Um, Adidas is really, really pushing the recycled material, um, the reusable, and being innovative about that. And I, shoes are a big part of my performance on the golf course. Is as you can tell, or people can tell, I wore the same shoes um, for years. And if I, I it has to be the right height, it has to be the right durability, it has to be certain types of waterproof. It can't be too sturdy. It can't be too flexible. So I'm very picky with the shoes. So for some reason, this Tour 360, not for some reason, they've done a lot of research and model designing behind it, and these shoes have been pretty great. Um, I won my first tournament with them first year. This, the first tournament I ever played with them, I won. The Diamond Tournament Resort. So speaks for itself. Yeah. Well, Danielle, hey, we know you're busy. We so appreciate you carving out the time for us and our listeners. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Do you have any final words for our listeners out there? We're going to be following you the rest of the year and cheering you on. Um, no, just enjoy your day and go try and have some, go play around the golf with your friends and have fun and don't take the game too seriously. <laughs>
<laughs> so well spoken. Danielle King, thanks so much. We'll be pulling for you the rest of the year. Take care. Oh, thank you, sir. Bye. LPGA tour player and major champion Danielle King joining us courtesy of Adidas Golf. A couple things there. One, Danielle said, get out there and enjoy the round. Get out there and have some fun. Go play nine with some friends and enjoy the game. Secondly, check out some of that Adidas apparel and footwear performance and fashion combined adidas golf well special thanks to danielle king for joining us and to our listeners we'll do it again next time we have another episode of the worldwide golf shops insider podcast here at worldwidegolfshops.com so long everyone